Hi, welcome to my Child Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, the author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisper. Today's episode is sponsored by a product I dearly love called Oceans Alive. It is marine phytoplankton in its purest form. It's a liquid form of marine phytoplankton, one of the most micronutrient-rich foods we can consume that you can give your children to make up the difference for the nutrition they're not getting, especially the micronutrients that they're not getting in today's diet. You can find a link in the copy and go to thechildwhisper.com forward slash plankton to try this out. I take it every day. My grandkids take it and we really, it supports healthy brains, healthy bodies. The brain, your child's brain needs micronutrients to develop properly so that we're not seeing side effects like ADD, ADHD, focus issues, um, mood and temperament issues, a lot to learn about the brain. I've been studying a lot about it, and I believe this product will help your children be successful when it comes to their well-being. Today's show is on, we're starting a series here. I have a four-part series on sleep tendencies. We get, I get a lot of questions about sleep and issues with sleep, and Today we're going to start with type 1, the tendencies that we see, that I see, and I've I've chatted with several parents, uh, mothers particularly, of type 1 children and gathered some data, and I'm going to present that to you today. Let's start with a success story, though. This came in from a mom. Um, You can send your success stories to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. This success story is I'm currently reading The Child Whisper and listening to some of your posts and podcasts. You have so much amazing content. Thank you. You're welcome. I also have your book, Remembering Wholeness. So that's next on the list. We recently had my type 1 son evaluated at my pediatrician's request, and the results were near genius IQ and ADHD. I really feel the ADHD is just part of his natural energy not a mental illness, and I need to learn to support him. Your content is helping me. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. And she mentioned my book, Remembering Wholeness, which I refer to all the time. I'm going to give away a copy of this best-selling book to my first caller on today's podcast. I will be taking live calls after I chat about today's topic, but you can find the number, those of you on Facebook, in the copy above. Uh, 347-677-1963. Give me a call. I'd love to give that book to you because it's a life changer, as many people have declared. Uh, let's look at the today's topic, type 1 sleeping tendencies from birth to teen. Now, these are some general qualities, general tendencies that we see in type 1 children that they actually express their entire life. And so if you're a type 1 adult, you'll probably relate to some of this. It's important for a parent to know this about their child so you can support them and what's natural for them and they're going to get better sleep and just overall be in a better temperament with better health. The key word that I want to use for a type 1 child's sleeping tendencies from birth to teen, and thanks for the hearts on Facebook. If you like the child whisper, give me some hearts and likes. I love seeing those. Thank you so much. The key word is flexible. Flexible. There's flexibility within routine. Now, we don't throw routine out. We don't throw structure out. But they have this tendency to be very flexible within routine and structure. And that's to their advantage if you go with that and not try and stifle that. 
flexible with their bedtimes and nap times, meaning it doesn't have to be the exact time, but let's say it's within, you know, within an hour, hour or two. You know, they can, they have kind of a moving time within. So we're talking loose structure with some flexibility, but it's not about throwing structure out and throwing schedules out. They need schedules. Every child does better with schedules, but type 1 children can be very flexible with their bedtime and nap time schedule. Flexible with their routines, meaning bedtime routines are very helpful for children. They can have some flexibility. That routine doesn't need to look the same. And I'm going to be some tips on how to create flexible bedtime routines that they can even start to manage, that you don't have to be the one leading out. They can lead you out in that. And flexible with their amount of sleep so that they might have, sometimes they need more sleep than others. They might have a period where with through their birth, their infancy into their toddler days where they start moving out of the napping phase. They're going to have two naps one day, one nap another flexibility. And this is where your intuition as a parent becomes your greatest guide. I recently took care of my four grandsons in Denver, Colorado area, and my youngest grandson in that family is type one. And intuitively, I really was able to tune into what times were best for him to take his he was taking two naps still. He's just a little over a year old. But I really tuned in each day, and I got these hits. One day it was, you know, he needs to be out at 9.30. The next day it was a little earlier, half an hour earlier, putting uh, first nap. He was getting up early at like 6.30 in the morning with his brothers. And so I used intuitively, that works very well, especially with type 1 children when we're dealing with this flexibility. You'll be given these intuitive hits on what's best for your child if you're willing to be flexible with them. Now, some tendencies that we see with type 1 children from birth to teen is they move a lot during their sleep, but they move a lot during their waking time. So it would make sense that they're also moving in their sleep. They also have um, this tendency to not want to go to bed because they don't want to miss out on the fun. So don't try and put them to bed when there's a high energy in the home and a lot of engagement. You want to make sure that they're, you know, if there's stuff going on and they're the one that has to go off to bed they're not going to want to and a rule of thumb that I believe is is really supportive to all types of children is no screen time at least an hour before bed because it's messing with their melatonin it actually interrupts the um, different different electronic and the blue light and things that you're dealing with with screens and televisions that is their hormone that's going to bring them into sleep states. On the go, even if there's noise. Another tendency is they're not wanting to nap as readily when they become more interactive in their world. And that interactivity when they get the toddler age and into the preschool ages, they're going to be winding down on their naps, and, and you're going to see a spottiness to their napping tendencies. And another tendency that they have in their teen years, as they start to get into teen and teen years, is this not wanting to go to bed. They get distracted. They get distracted, and they stay up later than they should. So they need to get, uh, routines are really good so that it enrolls them in going to bed. Here's a few tips. And think fun within the appropriate amount of structure. 
keeping it fun and light within the appropriate amount of routine and structure. That doesn't mean we start doing um, we start doing high activity games. We want to be quiet. You know, think of quiet, keeping the uh, keeping things on the quieter, uh, bringing the energy down, but still having a lightness and a playfulness about it. So keeping their room on the cooler side with lightweight bedding that's warm. Like you can get very lightweight comforters that have a lot of warmth to them without that flat sheet in there. They just, and tuck it in just enough so that it's not getting thrown off at night with how much they move. Swaddling in their infancy for probably just got to intuitive. You got to be intuitive about that. Swaddling them for a shorter time in their infancy most likely because of the higher movement that they lead with. And so you got to just see how long the swaddling will last for them. Might be a month, two months, even three months. Making bedtime light and quietly playful, having them look forward to it. If they look forward to their bedtime routine, they'll be enrolled and going to bed more easily. Fun, lightweight jammies and bedding. You know, if they are having fun with bedding, pick out the animated quality of sheets. Let them have the... Um, choice on their pajamas so that they feel good in them and they're having and they're they're drawn to it bath before bedtime change the sheets we all remember that feeling freshness so that doesn't have to be a nightly routine because that's just a lot to take on but just remember how you know can you most children bathe you know in their younger years at night but your type one children might prefer to bathe in the evening and have that quality of going to bed fresh and clean in their sheets, even if they aren't the clean sheets, maybe they're changing their sheets once a week, uh, that fresh feeling when they go to bed. So bathing at night, even from their infancy all through their teens. And then tens, the teens that need to tend to stay up later because they get distracted, encourage them to have a bedtime that is flexible within about a 45 minute range. So they're hitting a bedtime that's not an exact time, but it's a range that they can hit. So that if in that process they get distracted, they're still hitting that range. If you're liking this information, thanks for sharing that on Facebook with sharing this with other parents and sharing this with more likes and hearts and letting more people know. There's parents right now that are struggling that need this information and insight that would really benefit from the child whisper information. And my last tip is bedtime routines that they can pick from. Get three index cards. Craft out some simple bedtime routines on them that, you know, bath time, read a book, um, sing some songs. Another one could say, uh, have a game getting ready. Who can put their jammies on the first? Uh, they could have game time in there. Different routines so that they maybe have a deck of three, four cards and they pick which one. So it's a surprise. What's the surprise bedtime routine? So you're not always having to think of these things, but let them come up with the, these are your idea children, help them come up with a three, four step routine that looks different on each card. And then they just pull a card and say, uh, okay, that's tonight's bedtime routine. That's something to look forward to. It keeps it light and playful, but keeps it, keep them in quieter activities that wind things down so that you're not engaging that higher movement and they're starting to come into that sleep state. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to keep the show going. I've got some great questions that I'm answering today about more sleeping issues. So those of you watching me on Facebook, go ahead and uh, call into the show. The number is 
up in the copy above this video and also a link to listen to me on my podcast platform. I'm giving away a copy of my book, The Child Whisperer. This book is a life changer. This will change your life, I guarantee you. I've heard from literally thousands of people that are saying that. So I hope you can get a copy and read that and benefit from it. Thanks for watching on Facebook. So the first question that I had come in today, you can um, send your questions into parenting at liveyourtruth.com, is I'm a type 1 mom with a type 1 6-year-old who won't stay in bed once I put her there. She feels like there's just too much to be done, and she has horrible mornings due to it. Any thoughts? So, again, I hope that um, you're listening to all of my tips. What is the environment of the home before her bedtime? Is it high movement? Is there a lot going on? Is the TV on? Are people doing things where it looks like she wants to be involved in that? You need to quiet the whole household down. For the benefit of all your children, bring it into, even bring the lights down. Um, bring it, you know, an hour before bedtime and how much prep time are you giving her? Type 1 children, all children need some time from it's time to go to bed to hitting the bed. Type 1 children just need some room for distraction and playfulness. They need room for that. Create room for that. How are you handling the routine? The suggestions I've given, I believe, will help you. When bedtime becomes an issue, it becomes heavy and it becomes a fight. Type when children, it's not light. It's not refreshing. It feels heavy to them. Why would they want to be a part of something that feels heavy? So use the tips that I've previously shared with you and let me know how that works for you. My next question came in from another type 1 mom with another six-year-old um, child. What are the chances of that? My type 1 six-year-old son is having trouble staying dry through the night. He's rarely ever made it through the night dry in his underwear. But now he also wets through his pull-ups in, into the bed. He's physically the size of an average eight-year-old. He's always been off the height and weight charts. Both his dad and I were late in learning to stay dry through the night, but it's driving my type 4 husband crazy. We're currently waking our son in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. When we forget, he's wet. My husband recently declared only one set of sheets through the night, so if our son wets the bed, he's allowed to get cleaned up and get any blanket, but he has to sleep on the plastic liner. Do you have any insights? I'm a type 1 mom. You know, I think that's really extreme. I don't think shaming and scaring a child as behavioral training is supportive. You're leaving a wound. You're creating a wound. And the inconvenience of parenting, that's just the way it is. There'll be more inconveniences. There'll just be more. Your son's picking up on, I don't know, oh, it's your type 1 son. And he's feeling the, he, that stress, man, one thing that's going to cause this, um, to keep reoccurring as a child feeling highly stressed to try and prevent it. If there is like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Let the bed as long as you need to, you know, you're going to grow out of it. It'll be fine. We're here for you. Instead, it's like, it's a problem. And now he's a problem. And now he's going to be worried and scared. And this feels heavy and overwhelming. He's more likely going to do this. 
And so what's the opportunity for your type four husband to learn to be an awesome dad and just say, it's cool. I'm there for you. This is the inconvenience of parenting. It's not going to go away. There's going to be more interruptions and things that don't go on your timeline. Guarantee it. Parenting is one of the most self-growth opportunities on the planet to help you go within yourself and say, why does this bug me so much? Why does it need to look any different than this? Why, is it a, why do I perceive this as a problem rather than just my son's developmental experience? And am I creating it to be more of a problem by my attitude and approach to this? Because you're trying to fix getting a bed wet rather than, you know, the whole idea of keeping the sheets on the bed is like, okay, you know, you're trying to fix a problem rather than help a child develop and overcome something successfully. There's a whole different approach to that. Kind of, that's why I do this. This is my passion. This is why I made mistakes. I'm not, I was not the perfect parent, but. I'm on the other side of this in a manner, and I've seen the mistakes I've made. And if I can help you avoid wounding your own children, I am so thrilled to have that opportunity. So you're creating a wound by doing this with the sheet thing. Your son is feeling very overwhelmed with being a problem. Your type 1 child wants you to be happy. You're not, if you're upset and his bedwetting is causing you to be upset, what if you were just happy-go-lucky about it? What if you showed him that you're happy that the boy what else can you, you know it's sure you're tired of waking up I have, it's parenting part of the parenting experience you signed on when you decided to have children so this is what you signed on with I've got a lot of callers but I'm not seeing anyone that's cued in yet to um, I need to take my first live caller um, if you want to come on the show, just press one, press the number one, and I'll bring you on the show, and uh, we'll see how I can help you today. Got a caller from 330. You are live on the show, area code 330. Hello? Hi, how are you? You have won a copy of my book, Remembering Wholeness. Have you ever read oh. Remembering Wholeness? I have not. Well, good. I hope it's very helpful to you. It's a beautiful book. Well, um, I was giving that away to my first caller today, and you can email support at live support at liveyourtruth.com with your name and um, shipping address, and we'll ship it off to you. Great. I'm I'm excited to read it. I've read some of your other books, so I think I, I'll be that'll be great. How can I help you today? Um, I, I appreciate all that you've said about type one. My youngest is a type one and luckily we haven't had any sleep issues with him, but everything you said sounds just like him. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually calling about my oldest type four son and video games. And I know in, um, the child whisperer, the type four has a tendency to, um, be very consumed by video games and that's that's kind of the battle we're having right now and we've recently tried to give him more opportunity to self-manage his video game time um How but old it is seems he? to be he's nine 
Okay. Um, and, you know, we've set some expectations of, you know, we want family time to be first and playing outside if friends are out playing. Um, yeah. But he just wants to stay on the video game. And yeah. um, just, I guess, looking for some guidance on how to honor him and, and accepting him being his own authority, but also not encouraging a video game addiction because that's kind of oh, how sure. we see happening. Well, and there's a balance in that being their own authority. It doesn't mean you hand over the decision making rights at age nine and say, okay, you know, they're not capable yeah. of making a decision. Their brains are going to just get um, used to that stimulation. So it does become kind of a craving. But what's the amount of time you're doing? Like, what is the, what's the, um, what's it look like right now? What did he come up with? Um, right now it's, hold on just a minute. Sadie, I'm on the phone right now, okay? I can talk to you in just a minute. Um, he, he has to do his homework and violin practice before, you know, after coming home from school, and then he's allowed to play, um, and and so it ends up being probably an hour to two hours in, yeah. in, during the week. Um, Just during know, the week. So how much a day? Yeah. How um, much a day? A day. It, it, at the most, it's probably two hours in one day. If if no one else is out playing, eventually he usually does after dinner go out and play if people are playing. But if no one's out, he doesn't think to do something else. Well, what if um, going out and playing isn't that attractive to him? You know what I'm saying? That he has to go outside and play. What if, does he read? Does he do, um, get him into something that requires fine tuning, you know, or intricate, uh, you know, intricate, like model making or, building something or something that requires something that uses his mind figuring things out that he's actually, so he's not necessarily in a, in an interactive experience with other people, but he's doing something that he's using his mind in a different way. Okay. I think that's yeah, a lot, two hours, I'd say 30 minutes. And you just have to okay. say, well, that when he comes to you and says two hours, say, try again. Okay. <laughs> <Too much. laughs> And I've I've learned that when you teach a type four, my my grandson's a type four and he's nine. And when I explain to him the reason behind it, like uh-huh. find some good um, information online. What is you know two hours of video games do to your brain? Okay. Okay. When he has yeah. that kind of information, then he goes, oh, okay, I get it. This isn't about a power struggle here. This is about it's not good for my brain. Okay. It's just not healthy for me. When they've got that kind of data and information, then they can reason with you. And you go, do you really want that, you know, do you want that to happen yeah. to you? It's not healthy. So back it with, that's where type four children can. Now it's because you're turning it into a power struggle, what you want, what he wants versus, well, you've never really told him why. Why well, we don't have told him, him for we've, two we've hours to- a day. I, yeah, I've been through no, that discussion with him. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I need to do. Cause, well, and yeah, I'll tell him yeah. doctors say this, and he he just kind of blows me off like I don't know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> so maybe if I present him with the research himself and he can read it, he'll, he'll value that it. more. 
Yeah. Bring it to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd like you to research okay. this and come up. There's a reason. It's not because we just want to control you. We don't think this is yeah. healthy for you. Okay. And I'd like you to learn about that. Okay. I like that idea you know? a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like you're coming from a positive place versus, hey, where he goes, oh, they want the best for me versus, oh, you know, my parents just won't, want me, won't let me do what I want. Oh, my parents yeah. are really supportive of me versus my parents, you know, are annoying. My stupid parents that won't let, you know, get out of my way yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And how do we, oh. I'm, the, the the challenge comes up too that, you know, all of his friends don't have restrictions. And, you know, the conversation is, well, I have this knowledge and I'm trying to make good choices. Oh, that will benefit you. And- yeah, like, how does he know that? Has he gone in and interviewed them? Has he lived with them? I mean, that's a, that's just using, that's just the old, you know. It's like, really? Yeah. Do you have data on this? Okay. How do you know this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, does this um, where does this come from? <laughs> yeah. you got to meet a type four with how a type four thinks, you know, and the fact that, yeah. especially your children. Because What type are you? I'm a type two. Okay, see, so, so he can get the upper hand with you, and you, he'll wear you out, you know, in a way. Yes, he does. He does. By quite his frequently. logic and persistence and debate, yep. debate. Don't yep. do it. Just say, <laughs> you got ten minutes. I'm not. We're not. I, I don't do debates. You got. You got. It's like I tell my type two husband. I say, uh, you've got three questions. That's it. All I can do right now, but he's trying <laughs> yeah. to enroll you in a debate, and he'll win yeah. every time. Just say no. Yeah. This is let's come to a resolution here. What are some solutions? Um, I'm not interested in debating you. Okay. Maybe you should join a debate team. Yeah, <laughs> I will suggest then, that to him as he gets older. <laughs> yeah, remember, but that's he's he's actually enjoying the debate because he's winning the debate. Yeah. <laughs> Remembering wholeness will help you, too, to understand how to start setting intentions and focusing on what you want. And then I've been doing this daily script. Have you followed me on that? We've been celebrating I Love My Life this whole month. Have you been – do you go to my website get my week? Yeah. I'm not a lifestyle member, so I haven't I haven't been following that. Okay, stop, stop. Well, no, it doesn't – it's not just exclusive to lifestyle. It's – um, in my on my website, and okay. it's a daily script that really see sets forth the energy of what you want to experience. It's okay. and the video um, is free to everyone. I've been using it on, um, it on my Facebook page, but you need to start creating more of what you want in life, and not just okay. responding to what is. And this information will help you with that. So. Okay. I, I yeah, can see absolutely. succeeding in this and moving forward with a different experience because your son, this boy's at the point now where you can start to become a, a deep bond with him. My lines are open. If you have a question, press one on your phone and we'll pick it up. Um, and add, a, add another email. Well, a couple announcements real quick before I get into my next uh, submitted question. I am doing a lifestyle celebration this month. We opened up my membership program that's only $12.97 a month or not uh, if you pay the annual it gets goes all the way down to $8 um, I've had a lot of requests for a lot more of my healing content 
And that became the perfect platform for me to produce and publish my healing um, content with through audios and videos. And so during the month of September, we're celebrating I Love My Life in my community. And lifestyle is now available to everyone. Just go to dressingyourtruth.com forward slash lifestyle. There's premium Dressing Your Truth content in it. There's support for your well health and well-being, personal growth. You get free shipping. You get a discount code every month. We have a personal shopping service called Style Finder to help you find items perfect for your type in multiple stores that we have partnerships with online. And it used to be that you only got your type's content, and now you get access to all content. So um, it's a really, really generous offering for a investment. But I've been doing this daily script, and I've been listening to it faithfully. I've not missed a day. We're on day 19, and it's a life changer. It's a big deal. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to be writing more scripts for other aspects of my life. I decided I'm going to write a script for my company. I'm going to write a script for my um, for just whatever, you know, and it's fabulous because you, I recorded it on my voice app, my voice memo app, and I just turn it on, bang, while I'm doing other stuff, and I listen to it. It sets the energy into motion. A lot of what I teach you about in remembering wholeness gets going. And so go to my website, caroltuttle.com, and look for the video where I offer you the daily script, and uh, there'll be a link in the copy here with this podcast once we post this, and then let it be, let it work for you. The script will start working for you because you're declaring what you want and you're enrolling the powers of the universe. The universe, as I teach in Remembering Wholeness, is a system of creation. It's not a being. It's not replacing God. God created the universe. It's a system of creation. We are programming it to our well-being and our good. We are asking upon the powers of heaven through angelic support to assist us, that I believe angels work at God's employ to support our greatest good. So use this daily script, and you can even write one for your family. In fact, we just released to all of our lifestyle members a a course called Rewarding Communication that is going to help improve, up-level your relationships, especially your intimate ones, and you can adapt it to your parent relationships. In that, I created a script for creating an amazing relationship with your significant other. So you get that for free as a lifestyle member. It's called Rewarding Communications, and it's in your member's account under courses. Just released that on Friday. Everybody gets that. It's the only place to get it if you're in lifestyle. So let's take my, uh, let's see if I get any. Got another caller, Christine, who's type 3. Hi. Or you have a type 3. Hi, I'm not sure. Are you the type 3 or you got a type 3 grandchild? Both. I am the type okay. three, and I have okay. um, a, a three-one grandchild. Yeah. Okay, but your issue is a sleepwalking, sleepwalking grandchildren, and a boy and a girl. Yeah. Yes, and they're both. Huh. I, mean, I don't know if this is relevant. That I have four grandchildren. Those two are brother and sister, and the other two are from my other children. So I didn't know if oh, that was relevant. I don't know a lot about secondary what was relevant. I don't know a lot about the sleepwalking tendency, though, where, you know, the kind of what, what drives that. You know, I don't have a lot of experience with that. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like, I mean, it'd be dangerous, I know, for some people. 
Well, and yeah, when we were on vacation, we were on an eighth floor um, of a hotel room, and we had to put the couch in front of the door because the older one, who's 13, he would open it and just walk right out. Yeah, and they don't so, remember and, this? No, no, they don't remember at all. And uh, my granddaughter, nice, she, what's she the freaks freak, what's the What's that frequency? Every time. Every they, every time they sleep in my house, which is every weekend, and in the summer it was even more frequently. Like with huh. Tootie, I have a I have a real heavy sewing box I put in front of the front door because she's actually opened the front door at one thirty in the morning and said, yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? There was nobody there. You know, so huh. I just wondered if that has something to do with their, their types. They're both secondary ones. Tootie yeah, I don't have I don't and I think she's right. For- I don't have enough information to even respond to if that's any relationship. I would look at, if it were me, I would definitely research it to whoever this could be something in their diet that's provoking it. It could be something they need supplementally in their diet. Maybe melatonin is the go-to sleep um, enhancer. And maybe they would, mm-hmm. I would try that because it's, it's, there's no harm in taking melatonin, but just find out what the, amounts are for the agent it's more their body size but maybe that would induce a deeper sleep because they're in a when you're in delta see the brain cycles are beta alpha theta delta and when they're in delta you're not sleepwalking you've got to be in an alpha or theta state so they're not hitting that deep sleep state that's the only thing i can think of is how do you help them induce screens off for sure don't be stimulating their brains um they're doing there's a lot of research out showing that screen time in any form close to bedtime some people say two hours if you want to be less um, conservative at least an hour that they're not on televisions or computers or ipads or phones it's, they're down and then okay. putting uh, the phones and Phones near them have a frequency that can be interruptive as well to their brainwave states. So putting, okay. I put my phone on um, airplane mode because it's kind of plugged in next. I want to see what time it is, you know, if I happen to wake up right, to use right. the bathroom or whatever. But I'll put it on sleep mode. And then the melatonin is a sleep inducer that may help them hit a deeper sleep state. So maybe they just need a supplement like that. Okay. Okay, and the 13-year-old is also, he's been diagnosed as ADHD, which I don't think has anything to do with the sleepwalking. I just think. Could be that his brain's not going into the slower brainwave state. So so it's all about the brain. You know, Dr. Daniel Amen's book um, about ADD and ADHD, anybody that has a child Mm -hmm. that's been diagnosed with that should be reading his material, and definitely that book. He's figured it out. And what is his name again? psychiatrist. The guy has like over 20, almost 30 years experience diagnosing and treating these things, but really outside the conventional box because he's very much proactive if it can be corrected through uh, natural means. He's going to go down that route. He's not, obviously, he's a doctor. He's, you know, it, it, he goes to diet, supplement, meds, you know, where do you fit in that spectrum? But definitely it could be related because they're both brainwave, uh, they're both brain health issues. Okay. Sleepwalking is a brain health issue. There's some, they're not, they're in an active enough brainwave state to be um, up. 
and AD, so they very well could be related. Think of ADHD as a brain health issue rather than a mental illness. And that's how he approaches everything. That's why I love his work because he's like me. Let's start looking at this as just a health issue. It can be corrected. Or there's some, he, you know, doesn't know about the types, but there's definitely um, the three one. That's just a high movement all the way around, but that secondary oh, yeah. one could be influencing that. So, yeah, good luck with that. I'd love to hear what you figure out, you know, what kind of answers you get and how this shifts. It's really, that'll be exciting to see this shift. I've got another email question that came in. Um, I feel like I've passed an issue onto my type one four-year-old son, and I don't know what to do to help him. I'm a type one mom, and I don't like to sleep alone in my room. My whole life I've had someone else sleeping in the room with me. So now when my husband is traveling, I can't fall asleep. I only fall asleep when my kids come to my room. The issue is that my type one secondary two son wakes almost every other night crying and tells me the same thing. I'm scared to sleep alone, and I can totally relate. How do I clear the fear of my for myself and my son. Um, you definitely have, this is a pattern. At least you're honest in that. And you are now creating the next generation of the pattern. And I would start with a simple journaling process where I don't, I'm afraid to sleep alone because, I'm afraid to sleep alone because, and keep answering that question or filling in that sentence over and over and over. I'm afraid to sleep alone because, learn my tapping techniques. I teach them in my lifestyle content. I have a general how to do energy tapping, and you want to start doing the clearing on this. Then you've, you're writing a script, basically. Afraid to sleep alone while you're tapping these meridian points, and you're letting go of this um, pattern that you've held and you've been holding energetically. You're, it's an old program that you hold in both your body you hold it in your emotions and you hold it in your mental plane and you want to shift that and you can and be honest with your, you know, start weaning yourself, weaning rather than a cold turkey, meaning in a week's period, maybe you, when you're in that situation, you stop talking about that too. I've heard people say, oh, I can't sleep alone. Oh, I can never sleep alone. Stop the conversation. Stop telling yourself this, I'm successful at sleeping alone. It's safe to sleep alone because every, for everything that you've written out in the um, I'm scared to sleep alone, write an, op an opposite success to it. I'm successful sleeping alone. I enjoy sleeping alone. Um, I'm benefiting from sleeping alone. There are benefits to our energy and our when you go into REM sleep, you're getting a reset. You're getting a cleanse. REM is the cleanse. Rapid eye therapy, which is a modality I'm trained in, is able to induce a REM state without going to sleep, and we use it to clear old energies, mental, emotional, and physical energies held by our system. And that's built off the um, design of REM. REM is a clearing state. We actually benefit from sleeping by ourselves and being out of somebody's energetic sphere. Many of us have very open energy centers. I'm one of those people. And my husband and I often sleep in separate rooms because we benefit from it. It's very beneficial to our health and well-being. And our relationship is actually easier. I was taking on a lot of his emotional energy and a lot of his stuff in my sleep because he was right next to me. Because I had learned to do that through my childhood growing up in a traumatic um, environment. And that was just something I had no uh, safeguard to. So now... 
I'm able to hold my own energy and we can sleep in the same bed, but there's a lot of times we just prefer not to and we benefit from that. And it's never a sign of how's your relationship doing? How do you do with that? Our intimate life is better than ever, quite honestly. So uh, there are a lot of, do those techniques and I think you'll be able to move through this and shift this and turn it around. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. A couple more announcements. Uh, a couple blog posts. I haven't been live on the air for a few weeks due to travel and just some conflicts uh, professionally. But what we've got going on, two new blog posts. I really hope you'll take advantage of this one that went up a couple of weeks ago. I created a set of affirmations for you to shift your parenting experience. Everyone that's having parenting issues or not, just take your parenting experience to the next level. You want to use, there's over 60 affirmations. I recorded an audio. It was published on my website. Just go to thechildwhisper.com and look for the parenting affirmations post. Over 60 affirmations that you can listen to. They're also written out in the copy that you can single certain ones out and zero in on those that are really ringing strong for you. Listen to these. It's so easy. It takes less than five minutes. Listen to them. As you set intentions and declare what you want, the universe matches that and helps you create it. And then last week, I uh, posted my latest blog post, Here's the Real Reason Your Child Rebels. Go learn about this. Children want to be harmonious naturally. We are designed as human beings to be cooperative, to want harmony, to want to be loved, validated, and to engage in harmonious relationships. There's reasons children rebel. Learn what those are so you can either prevent it or you can deal with it and change it. Thanks to everyone who subscribes to my podcast. You can go to iTunes.com, Carol Tuttle, forward slash Carol Tuttle. And you can also follow me on Facebook where we have a lot of exciting things happening. Become a part of my Facebook community at Facebook.com, Carol Tuttle. Also, my weekly e- my weekly newsletter comes to you every Monday, delivers to you the previous week's um, content that was published on all my websites that are now in one, one, one united space, you can receive that every week. It's a joyful experience to receive that in your inbox because I'm here to help you create more joy. Just go to carolcuddle.com and sign up. And please take my free energy profiling online course, too, if you haven't taken that. Thanks for joining me today on the Channel Whisper podcast. Until next time, I will be here next week. We're more live callers. And... Continuing our series, Tendencies, Birth to Teen for the Type, Sleeping Tendencies for the Type 2 Child, Birth to Teen. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.